We open the Holy Scriptures to Hebrews chapter 13. We will read the whole chapter and the the text that we will focus on is verse 8. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, Suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner." Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he come shortly, I will see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints, they of Italy, salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. We consider verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever.
That's quite a statement in Hebrews 13 verse 8. Is it not, beloved people of God? Our text says something of Jesus that cannot be said about any other. Indeed, something that cannot be said of any mere man or any mere creature. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. In our world, nothing's the same. Everything changes. Our existence is marked by change. Time rolls on. The days pass. pass. Everything changes. And so often change brings grief and trouble. But amidst all the change, Jesus is the same. And this simple statement in Hebrews 13 is a storehouse of comfort to us, the people who are subject to so much change, change which is outside of our control, change which can leave us feeling utterly overwhelmed or even in the pit. In the midst of a changing world, in lives that change, in circumstances that change, in feelings that change, in everything it seems that change, Jesus is the same. And that's enough. Our theme is Jesus forever the same. Jesus forever the same. We're first going to look at His sameness. And then our comfort that His sameness gives us. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That's a significant, a powerful statement. But what we want to see is that the significance and the power of this statement entirely depends on the one about whom this statement is made. That something is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is meaningless unless we know what that something or somebody is. And the, significant, the significance depends on who it is. For example, the early verses of the chapter speak of angels, glorious spiritual beings that God created. And imagine for a moment that the text said that the angels are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We might say, that's nice, that's neat, but so what? What does that mean for me? So what? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why this statement is so significant. Because it is about Jesus. Jesus. Though there have been many who have gone by that beautiful name. So very many in the Old Testament who were called Joshua, which is the Hebrew for Jesus. There is only one who is all that that name Jesus means. There is only one who has done all that is implied in that name Jesus or Joshua, which means as we know it, 
Jehovah's salvation or Jehovah saves. There is only one Jehovah's salvation. The man, Jesus Christ, who is also God. Jehovah, the one true God. That's who Jesus is. Yes, he is a man, a real human being, a very real man, born at a certain time, who lived in a certain place, who spent a few decades in the backwater of Galilee before he was crucified upon a Roman cross under the jurisdiction of Pontius Pilate. He was a real man. He was a man who grew, as Luke 2 verse 52 says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He was a real man, just like you and me. But unlike every other Joshua before him, even the conqueror of Canaan, who was but a foreshadowing of this Jesus, Jesus is Jehovah. He is God. God the Son In our flesh who became man for us poor sinners and for our salvation. For us poor lost sinners lost in the change and the decay of this world brought about by our sin. He and he alone is Jehovah's salvation. Just as much as Jesus is Jehovah, he is salvation. Thus the angel said to his adoptive father in a dream, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Savior. That's why the angel came to his virgin mother and said, That holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And went on to say, He shall be called the Son of the Highest, and of his kingdom there shall be no And He is the promised one. He is the hope of the ages. The Savior. The one who is both sent and who willingly comes of His own accord. God the Son who takes our flesh that He might make Himself in our flesh an offering for sin. God the Son who takes our flesh. Our flesh so subject to change in its ravages so that He might carry our sorrows and our griefs. The righteous servant who came to justify many by whose stripes we are healed. That's the Jesus spoken of here in this text. Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus who is the Christ. That is the anointed one of God. Though throughout history there have been many upon whose heads the consecrating oil was poured as a seal of ordination, there is but one Jesus, this Jesus who was anointed with the Spirit above measure to be the Christ of God. Upon whose shoulders was laid the mediatorial office with that work of saving God's people from their sins. Only one was given the work of the Christ to be our mediator. The one and only who can go between us and God. The perfect mediator because he is both. Both one of us and very God. Go between us and God and work to take away 
that great thing that stands in the way of us and God and our fellowship and life together, our sin, take it away and deal with it and cast it into the abyss of the sea and reconcile us to God. That's Jesus. That's the Christ. That's what He came to do and that's what He alone can and has done. He is our reconciling Redeemer, Savior, our Mediator, the Christ. Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, who accomplishes that salvation through doing the work of the Christ. As our chief prophet and our greatest teacher, who teaches us by His Word, but teaches us like no other teacher can, because He puts His Word into our hearts by His Spirit. He is the shepherd teacher who fills us with the saving knowledge of God and feeds our souls in his own green pastures. Indeed, feeds him with himself, the bread of life, which he presents to us in his word. He is our savior teacher, our Christ. Our Christ who is our savior priest. And a priest unlike any other because he is both the perfect high priest and the Lamb of God. The priest who is the offerer and the offering. The priest who comes himself to be the Holy One who lays down the perfect sacrifice of himself for the atonement and propitiation of all of the sins of God's elect that God gave to him to redeem Perfect priest lamb offered his life, shed his blood, and that blood washed away the handwriting of our sins, washed away the curse like a powerful wave coming up upon the lake shore and taking that writing in the sand away so that it's gone, invisible, not there anymore. So the blood of the lamb has taken away our sins. His cross, where Jehovah's salvation was accomplished. But the priest lamb didn't stop there. He arose. He arose to continue as our priest at God's right hand. Whereas Hebrews 7.25 says, He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Truly He is able to save to the uttermost them that come to Him. Our Christ, who is our eternal King, a greater warrior king than David, for David defeated Goliath in the name of this King, Jehovah saves Jesus Christ. Jesus is our warrior King. Who slays the Goliath of sin. He is our shepherd king. Who rescues his sheep from the lion's jaws. Our perfect conqueror who through death crushes the serpent's head and slays the great dragon. The king of glory who comes in humility and enters his glory through suffering. The king who rules by grace over his people rather than an iron fist. Who protects as the shepherd king so that no weapon formed against his own can prosper. The king who keeps his saved people in their salvation which he purchased for them with his own blood. 
That's who this verse is about. And that's just scratching the surface. And now when we have all of that before our minds, the full meaning of the name Jesus Christ, then we can grasp why the rest of the verse is such a significant verse. We can get at what it means when the verse says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The grand teaching of this text is that this Jesus, this Christ, in all that He is, is unchanging and unchangeable. Unchanging and unchangeable. He's unchanging means He doesn't change Himself. He doesn't change His mind. He's always the same. He won't one day become different than He is now. He does not think one way today and then another day think another way. He does not act one way now and then later act in a completely different way. He is stable. He is firm. He is the same. And He will never change Himself. He will never change his mind or his works or his ways. He's unchanging. And he's also unchangeable. And that means that nothing outside of him can exert pressure upon him to make him change. It's the case with us. We might resist change as hard as we can, but there are forces outside of us far greater and far more powerful than we are that compel us to change, compel us to think differently or do something against our will. That never happens with Christ because He is Almighty God. He never changes and nothing can change Him. The passage of time does not change Him. He is the eternal Word. From age to age, the same throughout history, eternity past to eternity future. Now yes, true, according to his human nature, Jesus underwent change that was part of his experience as a human being. Back in Luke 2, verse 52, Jesus increased, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in the favor of God and man. But there the text is talking about Jesus according to his human nature. His human nature was a real human nature, which meant his human nature experienced change. Notice. Bring in a little application. Yes, when Hebrews 4 says that Jesus is touched with all of the feeling of our infirmities, that includes change and the hardship of change and the pain that change can bring. He's experienced that too. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same according to His divine nature. He is the same according to His divine person. He is the same according to His identity. His work. His purpose. Who He is does not change. Yesterday, today, forever. Now you go back through some of the things that we've already looked at. Some of the things we've scratched on the surface. The meaning of Jesus' name. Jesus Christ. All of that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
all that belongs and all that is revealed in that name, Jesus Christ, is unchanging and unchangeable. Jesus is forever the same as to his identity, who he is. Now we might say, of course he is. He is Jehovah. And the name Jehovah means I am that I am. The divine nature does not change. Of course Jesus doesn't change. But the point of this text is more personal than that. Who Jesus is to you never changes. Who Jesus is to you in your earthly pilgrimage here and now does not change. In all of the change, he is the same. He is the same. He will always be the same to you. Who he was yesterday, he is the same today. And who he was yesterday and today, he will be tomorrow and forever. Who he was to Abraham when he established his covenant with him. Who he was to Paul when he appeared on the road to Damascus and converted him. Is the same as who he is to you. And to all of his people. And to all of his believing children and future generations. He is the same to his people. Unchanging. Unchangeable. Jehovah's salvation. The same. Yesterday, today, forever. That means his work. He is forever the same as pertains to his work. Meaning, what he has done for you will never change. And nothing anyone else or anything else does can change what He's done for you. And what He is still doing for you as your Savior at God's right hand, interceding for you and applying His benefits to you by the operation of His Spirit, cannot change. What He has already done cannot be undone. And what He is doing cannot be stopped. What he's done as the priest lamb at Calvary. About which he said it is finished. It is finished. What he is doing as prophet. Shepherding you. Priest. Interceding for you. King. Powerfully working everything in your life. For the accomplishing of his purpose and goodwill. Averting all evil or turning it to your profit. And all of these things. He is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. His work cannot be stopped. His work cannot be undone. But then also this. Jesus isn't going to change his mind. He's not one day going to work for your salvation. And then another day work against you. He's not one day going to work by His almighty power to protect you, and then another day forsake you. Yesterday, today, forever, the same. Even when there is great change in our lives, so that things seem chaotic, out of control, He's still on the throne. And he hasn't changed. And all the change that we experience is in his hands, and does his bidding, and serves his will 
cannot so much as move apart from Him, your Savior. He's forever the same as to His attitude. That is, how Jesus sees you, His people, never changes. He's not the good shepherd one day, but then not the next day. He's the same. The love of Christ that carried Him to the cross is a love that never changes. Even when you turn your back on Him. Even when you sin grievously. Even when you are sinned grievously against. Even when you are in the lowest pit. That Jesus is the same. And His love is the same. And His love does not change. His mercy does not change. His compassion does not change. Jesus never gets new information about you that changes His mind about how He thinks about you or makes Him see you differently. He sees you as people with the eternal eyes of redeeming love. Jesus Christ. That's why that name must start this verse. Because that name is there. The rest of what follows is so very significant and meaningful. Jesus Christ. Same yesterday, today, and forever. And so there is much comfort that comes to us out of the truth of this text. And a Sunday service is far too short to go through it all. Let's focus on just one main application. Amidst the vortex of change. Jesus is the rock to which we cling. And even in the vortex when it's so strong that it feels like our fingers are being torn off that rock. The rock holds us. Amidst the vortex of change, Jesus is the same. Life changes. Some change is good. Life without any change would be monotonous. Good change brings vibrancy, but the reality is that so much change brings hardship. And often change is adversity and affliction. And even those good changes, like being newly married or getting a new job, or something else along those lines. Even such good changes can bring stress into our lives. Frail creatures of the dust that we are and sinners besides. The point is, we need sameness. We need a bedrock of sameness upon which our lives may be grounded. In which we may be rooted. A bedrock of sameness that gives us stability and security and hope and peace. Even when life is spent on the inside of a tornado. And that's Jesus. 
That's what this text teaches. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in everything that happens yesterday, today, and in the future, He is the same. He is that bedrock. That sameness upon which our lives may be grounded. So when those seasons of change come in life, He is our comfort. He is our strength. As we pass from the springtime of life into the autumn of old age, Jesus is the same. Jesus doesn't change with the changing of the seasons in your life. When the liveliness of health is taken away from us, and our days are are instead spent on the sickbed, or at home, Jesus is the same. When you enter what the psalmists call those night seasons, affliction, grief, trouble, Jesus is the same. He does not change with the seasons. And this too, the seasons do not change because Jesus has changed. That's a temptation the devil wants us to believe. When we go into one of those night seasons, the devil whispers the lie. It's because he's changed. He's turned on you. He's forgotten you. He's left you. You're too much of a sinner for him. text silences that lie of the devil. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. In eternity past, in God's counsel, when you were given to Christ to be His own, and the love of God was set upon you, and throughout all of your life, as the redeemed of God, and into tomorrow, And into eternity future, Jesus is the same. As Hebrews 13 says, just a little ways up. The end of verse 5. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Because I am the same. I am the same. And so in the day of trouble, in the night season... Hold fast to your Savior. When calamity strikes, hold fast to your Savior. When your life feels like it's in pieces and you feel shattered and nothing's the same anymore and it seems like nothing can survive the blow that you've been dealt and nothing about the future seems certain. O suffering believer, look to Jesus Christ who is the same now, tomorrow, forever. The same For you, the same in his care, the same in his work, the same in his power, the same in his salvation, the same. Rest in his sameness. And when you feel you have nothing left to hold on to, you have your unchanging Savior who unchangeably holds on to you. Life changes, but Jesus is the same. People change, 
Isn't that true in life? How throughout the course of life and different experiences and different walks of life lead to change. How many of us had best friends in high school that we haven't talked to in two years? Life changes. People change. People go down different ways. We lose touch with each other. Old friendships fade. Not because we necessarily don't like each other anymore. But time changes things. Life changes. In this world of change, nothing stays the same. There's change. Or much harder to bear when someone you love hurts you deeply or betrays you or turns their back on you or cuts you out of their life. Change that is most painful. People change. And sometimes even those things and those relationships and those persons that seem the most stable in our life can change. And it's unsettling, it's frightening, it's painful to go through. The text teaches, Jesus will never change on you. He never will. Your friendship with Him will never be a friendship that grows cold. Now, yes, when we are that straying sheep and willfully remove Himself or remove ourselves from Him and go wandering far afield, we will feel distant and we will feel the hand of God's chastening. But that's not God driving away, driving us away to perdition, but it's the chastening love of a Father and a Savior to bring back, to bring back. It's not a change in God. It's a different exercise of His power to accomplish His purpose with you that never changed. Your salvation. Your fellowship with Him. Jesus will never change on you. Jesus will never turn on you. The healer, the good shepherd, the Savior. Go back to verse 5 and let those words Sink into the heart, along with the words of the text. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And so we can say what verse 6 says. We can stare every affliction in the face and say what verse 6 says. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man or what anything shall do unto me. Lastly, in in this connection, I change. I change. And that too can be something very hard. I change. With the passage of time, I become different. Things affect me. Creature of the dust that I am. My body changes. My mind changes. Things about me change. As I age, I lose strength. I lose health. So much else. I change. And I go through things that change me. And sometimes that can be one of the most frightening kinds of change. When that calamity strikes and it feels like it shatters me. And so much so that I don't feel I even know who I am anymore. I was such an upbeat person before. But now I feel like I have no joy because I'm in the pit of depression. I have changed. Is this change irreversible? What has happened? Am I lost? Am I sunk? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. And He is that rock upon which we rest. 
And no matter how much change we go through, that change cannot destroy us. It is not irreversible. We are not sunk and lost forever. Because Jesus is the same. And His work is the same. And His love is the same. And the change that I go through is never powerful enough to change Him. The change that I experience can never overwhelm the changelessness of Christ. I can never change my way out of His hands. But He, the changeless one, is the Lord of change. Who rules the vortex. Who rules who rules it just as certainly as He ruled the wind and the waves on the sea of Galilee. So beloved, even in that, when you are struggling with the frightening, painful experience perhaps of I'm changing. I feel change in myself that I cannot stop. Jesus is the rock. He's the floor that will never give away underneath you. He is the same. He is the same. Yesterday, today, forever. And that's why you will not sink. That's why you will not go lost. That's why you will not be consumed in that vortex. Jesus has you. He had you yesterday. Keeps you today. You will belong to Him. Eternity. Future. Look at the cross. The same forever. Look at the empty tomb. The same forever. Look unto Christ at God's right hand. The same forever. Hear His changeless word. Come. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. For I am the same yesterday, today, forevermore. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank Thee for the truth of this text and what it reveals about Jesus Christ who is the same amidst the vortex of change. Fix us firmly upon the rock of Jesus' sameness. Cause us to know it and to perceive it and to lay hold of it and never let it go. Be with all of thy people here present who are going through painful change in their lives. Be their rock. And may this word press itself upon their hearts so that its comfort becomes theirs. That Jesus for them for us, is forever the same. Amen.